super exciting news, y'all. I wrote a book with my friend Andrea Seidel, and it is called Breaking Up with People Pleasing. And I'm so excited to share this book with you because, you know, if you've followed the podcast for a while, you know that people pleasing is something that is really a near and dear topic to my heart. It is something I have struggled with personally throughout my life. It is something I've coached many, many clients on. It's something that I share a lot about and something that I'm really passionate about helping people to heal from, to, you know, build healthier habits around self-love and self-advocacy in relationships. And so I'm really excited for y'all to get your hands on this book. It is, you know, going to help you to understand and to break free from some of the patterns of people pleasing. It's going to help you build self-awareness, self-compassion, and, you know, some self-care skills and practices that ultimately will help you to create a more loving relationship with yourself and with others. So the book is out on November 18th. It will be available. So right now, if you're listening to this and it's before November 18th, 2021, then you can pre-order the Kindle version on Amazon. And if it is after November 18th, 2021, then you can get the book anywhere the books are sold. So again, the title is Breaking Up With People Pleasing. I will include the link in the show notes and I really hope that you'll check it out. Aubrey is supported by Underclub. I'm going to be really honest with you, and I'm going to tell you that previously, I was the type of person who would shop for my underwear mostly at like Target. And I'm talking basics, neutral colors, nothing exciting, got the job done. And no shade to you if that's you. Sometimes that's still me, right? But my life was changed when I discovered Underclub. Now, what Underclub is, is a luxury underwear subscription service. And so what you do is you basically set up a profile, you take a style and size quiz, you let them know, you know, do you tend to like solid colors or neutrals? Do you like high waists? Do you like thongs? Do you like things that are a little more see-through? Do you like things that are a little more solid and not translucent? And what they do is they will curate a monthly subscription for you where you will receive a certain number of sets of bras and panties, just underwear, whatever you want. And Underclub will send those to you curated by a stylist based on your specifications. You can either shop with them that way or you can look through their entire catalog of really, really cute pieces. They have some really amazing stuff. I have some of my very favorite underwear from Underclub. It is a package I look forward to in the mail every single month. They have sizes ranging from extra small all the way up to 4XL, so pretty good size range in there, and I really, really, really recommend that you check them out. So if you do, you can actually get $10 off your first shipment from Underclub when you use code Aubrey. So that is $10 off your first shipment at underclub.com when you use the code Aubrey. I'm Aubrey Henderson. I'm a recovering people pleaser turned self-worth coach here to help you befriend your inner critic, break up with people pleasing, and reconnect with your desire. Every week, I share my answers to your questions, live coaching sessions, interviews, and more to help you reconnect with your self-worth. Have you ever felt stuck in your life and just needed a really fucking good pep talk? 
Well, babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Ask Aubrey. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, babes, welcome to this week's episode. So excited to be back with you. Took a little bit of a break since I hit you with six podcast episodes at once um, a little bit ago when Andrea and I uh, released our new book and shared our overview of each section of the book. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, would really recommend checking it out. Um, If you're curious about the book and what's in it, we definitely go over all of that. And, you know, it's just a chance to hear from me and also the lovely human who I co-wrote my book with. So feel free to go check those out if you haven't already. Um, But today I just wanted to have a quick little talk with anybody who can relate with me in the moment I'm currently in of having to sit or practicing intentionally sitting with difficult emotion. And I think on the face of it, right, you could say, Aubrey, we all have experienced difficult emotion. Yes, I have the experience of feeling difficult emotion, but that is not what I'm talking about exactly. I'm talking about, you know, those moments when, you know, if you're somebody like me, you you like to problem solve things away. You like to get shit fixed and taken care of and file it away and say, you know what, that's handled. I don't have to feel X, Y, Z about it anymore because I dealt with it. And sometimes there are emotions thoughts, feelings, whatever, that you can't really do that with. Things you can't really fix. Things that just are and that you have to sit with. There's not really a choice. You can sit in them or the other choice, I suppose, is avoidance, which some of us do. It's a self-preservation mechanism. Um, But I think for a lot of us, when we want to become more present and more conscious, we don't want to tune out. We don't want to avoid. We want to move through difficult emotion, painful feelings, whatever it is we're struggling with by really being present to it, sitting in it, sitting with it. And so this is a conversation about that. And this is just a little love note to anyone who is or who will be in the future, which it's probably all of us, sitting with difficult emotion. And, you know, what I wanted to share with you are three things that I do that I think can be really helpful when you're in a place where there's something you can't really fix, you know, and it can be any scale. It can be something that's inconvenient and it's a bummer to something that's pretty devastating, right? Any kind of emotional scale, but some strategies that I use that I find helpful, that I'm finding helpful currently in sitting with difficult emotion. And so there's there's three things I want to share with you today. The first one being that when we are in a place where we we feel something that's unpleasant or painful and we don't like it, we tell ourselves a story a lot of the time about how we wish we would feel or how we think we should feel instead 
or how we should be reacting to something, right? How, you know, somebody else would deal with this if they were in our shoes, right? What we should be doing if we were better in some way. And that should is often just as painful, that self-judgment that comes with the idea that we should be doing or feeling anything in particular, can be almost as harmful as the actual difficult emotion itself, right? The difficult emotion isn't necessarily harmful, but it can be almost as heavy, almost as burdensome when we place kind of these unrealistic expectations on ourselves or when we feel disappointed in ourselves or when we place judgment on ourselves for the way that we're reacting to something, the way we're feeling about something, right? The reality is that there's no right way to feel about anything. We might have actions or choices or courses of behavior that we think are better than others. Sure. But ultimately, when it comes to how you feel about something, your emotional experience, there is no right way to feel. And so if you are noticing yourself as you, you know, make the intention to let yourself feel, allow yourself to feel whatever difficult emotion you're feeling or sitting with, notice if you're having that internal narrative of, oh, I should feel this way instead. I should be handling this in a different way. I should, I should. Notice that and try to take a step back from that. Notice when you are thinking that you should feel any certain way and remind yourself that there is no correct way to feel. If you are struggling with something, there is no wrong way to feel. And by stepping out of that judgment, you are making a positive choice to create non-judgmental space for your emotions. Taking away some of that judgment allows you more emotional energy to actually look at and feel the feeling itself. You know, the next practice that I'll share is just, and this sounds really simple and straightforward, but it's something that it takes a lot of intention, especially when you're just going through hard shit. But just simply, aside from not judging yourself for your feelings, simply acknowledging your feelings neutrally, right? Recognizing and literally pausing to say, I feel blank. That practice, right? And you fill in the blank, right? You might not actually feel blank, but you fill in that space with, I feel angry. I feel hurt. I feel sad. You know, I feel lonely. Any, whatever those things are. Because that, it seems so simple. It seems so straightforward. But how often do we actually just pause to check in with ourselves and neutrally say, not in a negative way, not like, oh, I hate that I feel sad or, you know, I... I should feel a different way, right? To have the negative emotion or to, you know, apply some sort of value to it, to just neutrally look at where you're at and be able to recognize and name, I feel this. And this is something I even, I will practice with myself saying in the mirror, right? I have people in my life who I consistently, you know, check in with. So if that's something that you have people who you feel close and connected to enough to share your inner world of feeling, to be able to just name to them clearly what it is that you're feeling, that practice can be so positive and so healing when we are sitting with a difficult emotion to just be able to name and acknowledge it, to be able to identify it for what it is and to do so in a way that's neutral, right? That's not to say, ugh, 
I feel sad again today necessarily, right? But just to be able to name, okay, I'm checking in with myself and I feel sad. It's sort of taking your emotional temperature and being able to acknowledge that that feeling is there without necessarily assigning yourself anything you have to do with it, right? Not necessarily saying, I feel sad and so I must X, Y, Z. But just to be able to acknowledge it. I feel this right now, period. No value judgment, no self-judgment, no next steps necessarily required. I feel this. And then finally, I think something that's really important, and this will surprise nobody, exactly nobody, because this is what I'm advocating all the time, but especially in moments when you are struggling, when you are hurting, be nice to yourself. And I think that sounds uh, like another thing that can feel pretty straightforward and like, well, yeah, of course, be nice to myself. But I know because I talk to y'all. If you're listening to this, I may have spoken to you at some point. And I, you know, I talk to a lot of folks, whether it's people who listen to the podcast, whether it's my clients, whether it's folks on Instagram, whether it's, you know, people who I know in real life and am, am close friends with that, you know, we're not always kind to ourselves. We can think, oh, I'm, you know, allowing myself to feel the feeling in that, you know, that's enough. And that is an act of kindness, right? To allow space for your feelings to take away the judgment, these steps we've already talked about. But what are you doing to actively nourish yourself, to actively be kind to yourself? I want you to think about the person you love the most in the world, the person who, you know, their feelings you want to protect at all costs, right? If you have a person like that, somebody who, you know, you would do just about anything for. I want you to think about them and picture them. And I want you to imagine that they are going through some truly horrible shit. They are really emotionally struggling and they call on you because they need your love and support. Now, what would you do for them? If that person who you love so dearly, if they are struggling, what are you doing for them? You're probably showing up to be a listening ear to say, what is it that you need to validate their feelings, right? To be non-judgmental. All of these things we've already talked about being to yourself, right? Non-judgmental, acknowledging and validating emotions, holding space. But you're also probably going to do something nourishing and kind and loving for them, right? And it totally depends on the person, what that looks like. But you're probably going to go out of your way to do something kind for them. Maybe that is helping them out with an errand, right? Maybe that is bringing them their favorite snack. Maybe that is saying, you know, let's do something special together. Let's go see a movie, you know, whatever it is, you are going to do something that is nourishing and loving to them because that is how we show love to people who are struggling. And I really want to encourage you to turn that same sort of energy toward yourself. Right. And sometimes for people that feel selfish, it is not. When you are struggling, and especially if you are a person who is a people pleaser who tends to focus on other people and their well-being above your own, if it helps you to think about that about it this way, I want you to remember that you cannot pour from an empty cup, right? You cannot nourish and love other people to your full capacity if you are depleted. And so some of that nourishment has to turn inward in order for your loving and supporting and helping other people to be sustainable. So 
If you have the thought that it feels selfish to nourish yourself, remind yourself, no, the fuck it is not. And also you can actually increase your capacity to support and care for other people by turning that energy inward toward yourself. Okay. So think about if somebody was coming to you, your closest person, or, you know, if somebody was was coming to you and you could tell them the way you wanted to be nourished, what is the loving, nurturing act that they could do for you that would make you feel loved and seen and supported and think about how you can sort of translate that into doing something for yourself, right? So, you know, if it's that you wish a friend would show up and offer to run errands for you, maybe push yourself out of your comfort zone and ask for a little bit of support in running an errand for you, right? I say this, you know, our our uh, good friend is having uh, surgery tomorrow and you know, my wife asked like, what is the thing that, and she's so great at this, what is the thing that, you know, would help you out and like really just like be a game changer for you? And our friend said, you know, it'd be amazing if somebody could just clean my apartment, you know, ahead of the surgery. And so my wife was like, okay, great. Well, you know, I'll do it. And she showed up and she and another friend of ours showed up and cleaned the apartment. And, you know, being able to do that, people love to be asked and to be, you know, sort of shown the way of how to show up and support us, right? Someone who loves you deeply is is going to view it as a gift. If you say, hey, could you do this thing for me? If you could, it would really, really help me out, right? You were giving somebody instructions on how to love you well, right? And, you know, if it's something like <laughs> taking a bubble bath or eating your favorite snack or whatever, those things are a little bit more straightforward as to how you can you can show that love and nourishment to yourself, Right. So being sweet to yourself, being kind to yourself, right? In addition to that, you know, really practicing acknowledging in a neutral way the emotions that you're feeling and just get comfortable naming them, making space for them, acknowledging that they're there without feeling like we have to make a judgment call on them, without feeling like we have to real quick move to solve it, but that we can name, okay, this is the feeling that is here and we can sit with it. And then finally, really noticing and catching yourself when you're in that space of judgment, when you're in that space of saying, well, I should feel this way or I should be dealing with it this way or I should be over this by now. Noticing and catching yourself and reminding yourself that there is no one way to feel about anything. There is no one way to feel or to process something difficult in your life. There is no one way to feel. And so however you're feeling, the judgment and the shoulds are not going to help you. And so the more that you can take your energy away from that negative self-judgment and self-criticism and channel it more into being a neutral observer of your emotion, of pouring into yourself and taking the time to love and nurture yourself really well, that is going to help fortify you to be able to sit a little more comfortably. <laughs> it's never going to be totally comfortable to sit in difficult emotion, but you know, we we can increase our ability to, you know, be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? We ultimately get to a place where we recognize that, you know, difficult emotion is not going to defeat us, that we can we can feel those things even if it's not pretty, even if it's not pleasant, and that we can still prioritize loving and nourishing and appreciating ourselves through that and not putting ourselves through the ringer of self-judgment on top of what we're already, you know, feeling hurt by or struggling with in our lives. So 
I really hope that these tips helped you today. And if they did, please, you know, share this episode with somebody who you think would find this conversation useful, whether they are struggling with a difficult time right now, whether you think these tips will be helpful for them in the future. Would love for you to share. And I hope that you have the most amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you loved it, please take a second to subscribe on your favorite platform, leave a rating or a review, and take a screenshot and share it on social media or with a friend who needs to hear a message like this one. I love the chance to hear from you and connect with you because it gives me the opportunity to remind you that you are worthy, worthy of wholeness and happiness and just good things. So send me the question or the topic that's keeping you up at night or that you just want to hear more about. You can send me a voice memo at anchor.fm slash Aubrey Henderson. And I can actually include any voice memos that you send me in the show, which I think is pretty bad. Or you can send a good old fashioned written message from my website at aubreyhenderson.com. I'll see you next time, babes. <laughs>